Everybody, RC Alienation version 2.0. This is Dan, and with me is Rob. Rob says hi. Rob says hi. So, what's been going on, man? I haven't talked to you much this week. Anything new and exciting happening? I tanked the 450 today, but other. Yeah, saw those pictures, yeah. Yeah, sucks. Trying to, them warm weather dicks can't relate, but I was trying to decide if I should fly in the cold and the wind and stuff like that, but I decided, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try it instead of just staying inside and hovering or something like that. and It was working fine, but the wind was just heavy as, man, it was heavy as shit. It's like trying to fly a kite. and I don't know. I lost orientation, and it just tanked right in the pavement. Busted all, all the usual suspects, I guess. But So, whatever. I got a new bird to, to uh, wrench on now. Yeah, you're getting pretty good at wrenching on those crashed helicopters, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These days, it seems like it, yeah. <laughs> Two exciting things. Well, one thing that just happened literally minutes ago as we were getting ready to start the show. Yeah. My animals have door have a door, right? So they can come and go as they want. One dog and four cats. They can go outside in and out as they please. Okay, like doggy door kind of deal. Yeah, so apparently the last time I went out, I didn't shut the door all the way. And I'm sitting here, and you and I were trying to work out some of those technical issues. And um, the door opens to the living room to, from the outside right into the house. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I see this big black and brown head look through the door, right? Oh, no shit? Yeah. It, it, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a dog. It's not a bear or anything. It's a dog. But it's a strange dog that I've never seen. Yeah. And first thought is like, holy shit, this is a big dog. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh-huh. okay, uh, what do I do? Well, it turns out it was just, I don't know what kind of breed it was, but it was big. But it right. was a puppy. It was still a puppy. Right. Oh. <laughs> like maybe a year old. So he's all running around, wagging the tail and shit. Yeah. I got <laughs> I got four cats that are up on the highest possible perch that they could find in this house. Oh, right I bet, now. huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And they are all on edge. I'm looking at one right now, and she's she just jumped down, and she's like standing in between the two chairs with her head kind of poking out, looking around. That's funny, dude. <laughs> and, my little, and my little shih tzu dog. You know, old, yeah. almost, um, just an old, old dog. No teeth, hardly, right? Oh, right. Gets, gets all Rambo, right? <laughs> <laughs> I will guard gets... you. You will be protected by myself. <laughs> he, he buddy runs at this puppy, right? It's like with a deep growl and, and leaps in the air to try to bite this dog, like, in the <laughs> shoulder, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this shit's just like... You know, pretty high off the ground, like a foot and a half off the ground, like jumping. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the puppy doesn't even, doesn't even, just sits there, wags his tail. <laughs> you are so playing the, with me. So the, the buddy backs up and does it again. <laughs> I'll get you. This, I'll get this, this time he goes for the flank. Yeah. <laughs> and then the puppy doesn't react, and then I guess... I guess they were best buds, but see, that's just the part of it. The dog gets into the living room, and I like, oh, come here, come here, you know. Yeah. And uh, psh, that's obviously why he's not at home. He doesn't listen very well. Um, traipsing all through the house, runs straight for the animals' food dishes, just destroys the the dog's <laughs> bowl, drinks all of his water, runs to the back of the house, into the back bedroom, into the back bathroom, drinks out of the toilet, <laughs> like he lives there. <laughs> He knows where to find everything. That's so funny. Couldn't Did get this shit dog. in the bedroom or what? <laughs> Dude, I could, could not get this dog out of my house. Yeah. I just couldn't. <laughs> Eventually, I just opened up the living room door and just started up a perimeter sweep and just kind of rounded him around out the door. Yeah. And now he's out on my porch. And now he's out on my porch. There's one more thing, though. This this cat and dog door that I have. Yeah. Now, Buddy's 
but he's just a small Shih Tzu, and then of course the cat. So this is like a, I don't know, 15 inch dog door. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to get through the cat door. <laughs> <laughs> I look over, and his head is sticking through the cat door into the living room, just staring at me like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> Can I come back in?" <laughs> <laughs> and as we speak, the dog is on my porch. That's funny shit, dude. <laughs> that all just happened literally in the last five minutes, dude. I swear to God. Yeah, funny. You got a you got a squatter. <laughs> you got a so squatter. anyway, I've I've uh, got a. Hmm, I'm a bit ashamed of myself. Today I was supposed to go fly in helicopters. Yeah. But I, but I, I didn't. Was it gym day today? It was gym day today, but it was actually nice enough. I probably could have went outside to the yeah. field. Um, I've developed a bit of a well. I don't know. It's kind of a, uh, I guess, an addiction. Last Monday, I couldn't sleep, uh, and I was flicking through Netflix. Yeah, right. And and I saw you've heard of it, the episode, that series called Lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember watching like the first episode of it way back when it first came out, and right. like, oh, this looks like it might be a cool show. But then I missed like two or three weeks, and then I tuned in again. I'm like, what? Right? what? <laughs> what? What's going on? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, so. I gave up on it, and I remember thinking at one time, well, someday it'll all be out on, on DVD, and I can, uh, I'll just catch up on it. And well, that day came, Monday, I saw that they had all 120 episodes on Netflix. Right. In just over six days, I've watched five seasons of Lost. <laughs> nice. Lost think marathon, about, huh? <laughs> dude, think think about that for a minute. It's a mind fuck for, dude, <laughs> for like, there's, there's, long. there's like, there's like 22 episodes a season, so yeah. do the math. Yeah, that's a lot. It's 100 and what, 120 episodes? Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. And that aside, that's one thing. But I've neglected everything, helicopter, everything, because um, even the interviews that we've got, I've not edited. Oh, yeah. I'm just so wrapped up into this thing, and I'm telling you, they must have <laughs> dropped these. They must have dropped like eight dudes into a room and just threw a bunch of acid on the floor and said... We'll be back in a month. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that storyline is just all over the place. It's oh yeah, I don't know. You know, and the craziness, the crazy thing of it is, had I invested in it initially when it first came out, I probably would have been pissed after the first season and never tuned it again. Yeah, yeah, the cliffhangers the, and shit. Yeah, oh, just the ridiculousness of it, and it's getting to the point where I just want it to be over. Literally, I'm not really enjoying watching the episodes, but I have to watch them. Yeah, yeah, I kind of they kind of lost me when they started talking about the whole time shift in and out of time thing, and yeah, yeah, it's Weird. just getting it's getting ridiculous. But I have to I have to know. I just can't help it. So that's funny, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been up to this week. Um, good. Uh, we had an excellent month last month, guys. I we uh, I I haven't crunched the numbers yet, but just looking at them earlier today. Uh, We've been growing in listener base. Don't want to say quite exponentially, but dramatically. Oh yeah, dude. We've got tons uh, of listeners. Yeah. The downloads are just. I haven't actually put all the numbers together, but I'm I'm guessing that uh, at the end of this month we're going to have over 7,500 downloads for the month of December. Yeah, yeah. It was like six thousand something in November. Yeah. yeah. Thank thanks. you. Yeah, guys. I was gonna, just going to say thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know what we're doing, but. Um, and I just I think it's awesome that you guys are into it because we're into it. We have a lot of fun doing it. So, but anyway, that's about it. That's been going on with me, dude. I've just been lost, and lost. lost, lost and lost, right? <laughs> and it needs to be over. And I suspect I'll have it done in the next day or two because I gotta do some other things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like remember to shower. You know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, stop, stop peeing in a cup next to my chair. <laughs> At least you're not playing WoW for weeks on end straight. Oh, that reminds me. And, hey, you guys, I've had a couple uh, questions about the WoW Guild. And that's certainly not a, uh, you know, it's nothing serious. But the reason I haven't been on is because my computer is kaboot. Can't play WoW. Otherwise, I probably would be doing both watching Lost and playing WoW at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's why you guys that are on in there and log on and do your thing uh, in the World of Warcraft haven't seen me. That's why my uh, video card is null and void. It went CC. <laughs> yeah, it's like you went all CC on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> went all CC on my ass. That's funny. All right. So uh, you got anything else? What else you been doing this week, Rob? Just just 
crashing 450s. Is that? No. Well, I mean, New Year's. We all know New Year's came by. Oh, that's right. You know? See there? I've been so wrapped up in this lost thing, I've forgotten all about the holidays. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I mean, I didn't really go out and do anything. You know, I've stayed home with the kids. And when Amanda got home, we, you know, hung out and had our own little New Year's kind of thing or whatever. And it was fun. I didn't do a damn thing for New Year's. I just don't <laughs> I like watch the ball and shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just came and gone for me, man. I woke up and all of a sudden it was 2012. Man, slept slept for two years. Yeah. <laughs> just a, it's just another day. It's craziness. The Chris, I'm, you know what? Frankly, though, for me, I'm glad the holidays are over. Yeah. It's not that I'm a bah humbug kind of guy. It's just that once once Christmas and New Year's is over, that's it's just a matter of time now before spring starts rolling around. Oh, for sure, man. And yeah. you can start flying again. So that's about. We didn't really do anything family-wise um, for either Christmas or New Year's this time. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you keep them small. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think it's about time for some news. What do you think? News from the newsies uh, to your ear. Hi, this is Courtney from South Florida. And you're listening to RC Heli Nation. Lock it in and rip the knob off. Alrighty, man, what do you got for news? You sent me some links. About, yes, uh, I did. Some about uh, avant-garde. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and I guess you know people have been talking about this since. Oh gosh, it's probably since August uh, of wait, wait for it, last year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stupid <laughs> anyway yeah i mean people have been talking about it i hadn't heard anything about it until just recently but so it's old news for some people i guess but um this beam has come out they've got the avant-garde 600 mm-hmm. um it's the biggest i think it's uh the biggest heli they've made so far um but it looks pretty nice you know I've, it's got um some of the trim and, and stuff on it reminds me of a jr helicopter but um it looks like it's built kind of nice i mean uh, I don't know. It looks almost like there may be a a high kind of parts count. Maybe not quite as high as their old the BM450 was, you know. But uh, yeah, it still looks really nice, real stylish. You, you know, it's it's funny that you should say that it reminds you of a JR because, and it might be because of the first picture that I actually focused on was the the uh, I went through a build thread there on Helifreak. Yeah. And um, scrolling, 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 stopped, looked at a picture, and it was the picture of the tail. Where, where the tail clamps into the body of the helicopter. Uh-huh, yeah. First thought that came to my mind was Gowie. Yeah, the way that clamp, it looks just like Gowie clamps for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just one little thing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it looks like a Gowie helicopter by any means. It doesn't look like a Gowie helicopter, but... No, no. There's a few things about it I'm not too sure about. First of all, I don't know if I like the way the batteries are mounted on the helicopter. Oh, up front like that? They're yeah, like, kind that's of... like the old 600. That's kind of how they're mounted. Was that was it like that? That was back when I had no idea what electric helicopters are all about. Yeah. The second thing, I initially when looking at it, I thought it was like a cool idea, but those belt tensioners. Yeah. Now, they kind of seem pointless to me unless I'm missing something. But the pictures I looked at didn't look like there was any adjustment ability with those two big red knobs. That's uh, I was it, wondering what those those knobs are maybe maybe they are to do that you know to turn them in or out and tighten the belt or whatever or loosen it well i i took i i looked into it and I, unless i'm missing something i don't see how it turns or adjusts i don't know man it, it, it's uh I, I was reading through there's a sponsored pilot from a shop down in australia he had some facebook page uh uh pictures yeah. of a build he did yep I mean, when I first looked at it, I thought, well, that's cool, because then it looks like you could just turn those knobs in to get the belt tension just, you know, spick it away like yeah, maybe yeah. there's Maybe they're spring-loaded, uh, you know, to keep them. Dude, maybe it's turbo. Them. Maybe the hell he's got turbocharger. <laughs> that's what it is. Sweet. That would be awesome. Got another uh, little snippet of news that I think would be pretty cool. Um, a line has come out with uh, a new uh, gadget for, uh, you know, you remember last episode we were talking about, uh, you know, companies coming out with, uh, I was thinking there would be more gadgety kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Line did a little bit of that, actually. They came out with this thing called the A5 transmitter, 
for the T-Rex 100. Um, what it is is it's this little dongle um, that you plug into your iPhone or your iPad, or any Apple-type product, iPod Touch or whatever. Um, you can use it with the uh, T-Rex 100 and basically use it kind of like the Parrot AR drones, you know, where you can tilt the iPad or it's got two dongles on it. You can use your thumbs to control it and whatnot. Um, and it's, I mean, I, I watched a video clip of it, um, and it's full-fledged. I mean, the <laughs> the controller in the iPad even has uh, screens for all your reversing and dual rates and all kinds of stuff that you can do, almost like a regular high-end computer radio, you know, in, in the pad and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. We'll put a link to it in the show notes if anybody's interested. You know, I, sh- shit, if I had a, a Line 100 and an iPhone or something, I'd, I'd be down to try it. Just because I like the geekiness part of it, but yeah, no, that's so that's I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, like the Parrot AR drone, they you can do it on Android now. weren't you, weren't you all hot and bothered about that? You were going to get one as soon as it became available for Android. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working on picking one up. You know, I haven't uh, committed the funds, so to speak. Yeah, you know, I haven't uh, bit the bullet and told the wife or whatever i have to do you know i just haven't done any of it yet but go, go, like go get... work the street corner <laughs> right <laughs> shave the left leg <laughs> you know how much i hate quadcop well i don't hate him i just don't respect him i guess yeah you don't you don't man fucker but I'm, everywhere, I'm, dude. I'm they are and i'm reading a little bit about this uh mqx yeah that thing it's pretty cool dude yeah i'm actually is it a bind and fly yeah bind and fly or ready to fly if you either way and it's like uh, I think the the length of it, if you went like from one motor to another motor, is 12 inches. So it's a nice small quadcopter. And I watched a video of that thing, and it performs nice. Wonder if it'll lift a GoPro. Maybe it might, and I'm sure somebody will be doing because access to the motors is super easy. So by all rights, you could throw bigger brushless motors on that thing. I think and have a lot more lift if you wanted to. I know for a fact that like the Gowie. Uh, 300x or whatever that one definitely will carry a gopro it'll carry something heavier than that if you want it to so it can carry actually the uh, gowie 330 uh x that one it can carry a five pound brick wow yeah including its battery and everything else you could add a five pound brick to it and carry it around so i'm interested i'm actually interested in checking one of these out ah mr (laughs) helicopters planes then quads yeah i see where you're i see what's happening i've added a fourth Okay. To the hierarchy. Oh. You know, helicopters, yeah. air, airplanes, quadcopters, and gyrocopters. Oh, yeah, I suppose you can gyrocopters. I don't see very many of those around, I guess, but there are. See, so the, reason, the reason I had to added that fourth one in there is so I could feel better about actually finding my way into a quadcopter. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't want to be scraping the bottom of the rail. <laughs> I see what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking I may have to look into that. Do it. You remember that uh, RCHA trailer video that uh, we talked about a bunch of bunch of episodes ago? Yeah, yeah, that that uh, Funfly Callum went to, right? Yeah, 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 right. Awesome video. Yeah, so, that was good. That was good stuff. Yeah, and so a few of you might have know if you uh, a few of you that you know are on our Facebook page often might might have noticed Dan Taylor posted a few things a while back that I found kind of amusing. So I thought I'd get in touch with him. And uh, have him explain some of the stories, such as the crashing every helicopter he had and then breaking his radio on a trip uh, uh, when he fell on, yeah. on the way home on the same day. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, I, th- I thought a story like that needs a little bit of explaining. And, and on top of that, I wanted to kind of, you know, he's pretty well known in the U.K. Uh, he, he's pretty new at this uh, this video production stuff, kind of a natural. Yeah, yeah. And he does some fantastic work. So I thought I'd get him on and we kind of have a little bit of fun with him and, uh, you know, get him to tell us about what he does, uh, you know, how, how he makes those videos happen. So we're going to go ahead and play that interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be back in just a minute or maybe a bit longer, but, you know, when it's over, we'll be back. Interview! Interview! opinion just stop sniffing your ass and listen to rc heli nation yes opinion does love rc heli nation but he also loves sniffing his ass yes
everybody. We have with us Dan Taylor from the UK. Hey, Dan, say hi. Hi. Hey. What's up, Dan? How you doing, bro? So, you, you know, we've talked about uh, some of Dan's uh, videos before on the show. He's that guy that did that incredible video for the RCHA event. Yeah, that was a good video, man. Cheers, Very bro. good video. Cheers. So you, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just going to say, you just kind of got a, you just decided to do it and yeah, bam, there it was, huh? I had a sunny bloggy, and we'd done some messing around at the field of doom. The field of doom! <laughs> That's where I used to crash a lot. Um, and kind of, I just thought, well, I want to have a crack at doing a proper video. So I bought a, like, £200 Panasonic camcorder and just thought, let's, let's give this a, a try, you know? And it came out really, really well. Goddamn, that's heavy as shit, man. 200 pounds? Jeez. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How did you carry that thing around, man? Did you have, like, a stabilizer? <laughs> oh, you guys. Maybe you had a maybe maybe you had a tro- troop of Asians to help you. <laughs> you silly guys. Oh. I just had some beefcake 3000, and you know, it was all good. Did you oh, just say you're a beef? Did you just say you're a beefcake? No, I, just, I you know I took some beefcake. You know, just oh, you... carry it on my back. So you fly helicopters. You haven't been flying lately. We talked about it a bit earlier, but uh, you you fly helicopters when you I get do. the opportunity. I do. Yeah, I still hit the sim quite a lot. So. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You uh, kind of decided to focus a little bit on the video production. What, what, when you were flying, what, uh, what, what, were you, what was your helicopter of choice? Um, to be honest, I had everything. I, I totally was obsessed with it, and I started off with a honeybee hovering in my garden, and then I went and bought like the 450 Pro, and it was like hallelujah. This is what yeah. it feels like. <laughs> Night and day, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and Rob, just so you know, garden, the backyard. Backyard, sorry, yeah. Backyard. Yes, backyard. Yeah. In my okay. yard. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I got the 500, and I loved that, and that was awesome. And then I went down the Nitro, and I went for a 700. Uh, that was before the LE came out, so I had the Super Pro combo, and it cost me a fortune. Um, yeah, and I used to crash that quite a lot. Scaled everything down and went back to the 450 Pro, and that's I learned the most on the 450 Pro. To be honest, I started doing the 3D stuff, and I learned so much with that, and and kind of you know I learned sort of messy pyro flips and this that and the other, and kind of I wanted to compete, but you know it kind of got the money just got stupid. You know, I was flying two three times a week, crashing every time, and even on a small helicopter, it just got so much money. You know, yeah. it's because I I can't, you know, if it's a nice day, I can't not fly. Yeah. I them crash guys yeah. build up pretty quick if you don't watch uh, it. I yeah. can't relate. I can't relate because I never crash. I'm that, <laughs> I'm that good. Oh, man. I wish I could well, if all it. you do is hover, it's kind of hard to <laughs> hover. Hey, don't, don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> Extreme tailing hovering, yeah? <laughs> well, see, the last time you tried to do something besides hovering, he uh... – oh, and that wasn't even you flying, but you took one in the face with that. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh. I, took, I took an MCPX with the face. It wasn't even me flying. Oh. I was texting. Don't don't you know you got to pay attention when you're on the flight line I guess and it was in so it was indoors yeah, I was texting and bam kind of caught me off guard not not guys, a lot of fun did you guys ever see the infamous video of me hovering my 700 in my backyard in my special flight suit it's quite funny dangerous and I do not recommend you do this at home kids <laughs> no you sh- you should uh, send us a link to that we'll put it in the show notes yeah I want to see it so one one of the re- I mean I I. I knew about you. I talked. I don't know if I did or actually had a conversation, maybe just a few forum type conversations. But one thing that you did that really caught my eye and kind of why I wanted to get you on the show is you posted on our Facebook page a story that I absolutely needed to know more detail about. Oh, why did I even mention that? <laughs> so I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your chance to explain to us how does one crash? What was it? Five helicopters and break his ankle on the same day on the way home from the field. <laughs> I, was a, you know, I was having a bad day. <laughs> Apparently, after I crashed the second helicopter, I might have packed it up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had everything with me, the whole fleet. I thought I'm gonna go down to the field. I had a lift. Yeah, because I don't drive, and the field's actually not that far away. But you know, I couldn't carry them all, so I thought, hell, I'm gonna take them all. And, and uh, you know, I was practicing some hurricanes and this, that, and the other, and I crashed one, and then I crashed the next one, and then I crashed the next one, and then I got to the 450 Pro, and I was like, you know what? 
screw hovering, you know, screw hovering. <laughs> and I crashed that. <laughs> and then the 250, you know, I didn't even try and fly it. I just thought, you know, I'm just going to crash it. So just throw it. it. Just throw it on the just flight line. It. It. I, I even hand launch it, hand launch it. I don't care. Yeah. And then I got home. Got all the way home. I was getting everything out of the car. And now we have some really dodgy pavement around here. Sorry, sidewalk. Really dodgy sidewalk. And uh, yeah, I just went over on my ankle. And I, I thought I'd broken my ankle. The worst part is I actually cracked my DX7 screen as well. Uh, oh, that's what it was. You broke but I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't notice that until about a week later. And then, uh, well, actually, Horizon Hobby, they uh, repaired it for free. So. Yeah, that's nice. I, I hear a lot of stories like that coming out of Horizon. Uh, they were awesome, really, really awesome when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, I've never had any bad experiences with them. So, yeah, that was an expensive day. That was a really expensive day. Yeah, that that's that's dedication I'm, right yeah. there, my friend. I might have <laughs> that's cried. some crash occasion. <laughs> yeah, I might have cried, but I wouldn't admit that. But I might have. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, uh, if you got your wife on the line, she might confirm it for us. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no way. Okay. She doesn't want to hear the word RC helicopter ever. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I've been there every now and then with my wife, mm. too. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you married schmucks. That's <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. But you also mentioned, too, that you super glued your hand to your face one day. Damn it! Why do I say these things? Such <laughs> <laughs> so a get for talking out loud. Yeah, that happened. Details, man. Come on. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know the little tubes of super glue you get. All right. And you know how sometimes the lid will actually glue itself closed. Yeah, you can't get it off. Mhm. So I thought I couldn't get a good grip on it with my hands. Mm -hmm. So why not try it with my teeth? <laughs> it's logical, right? Sure, I, sure. I probably I would have used a plier or something. But yeah, yeah I, I see where you're coming from. And by you know sticking in my teeth and wrenching it around, I actually split the tube. Uh -huh. It kind of leaked all over my face. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't the usual stuff. It wasn't this English stuff. It was Zappa Gap or something crazy. Like uh -huh. And it just it was like a comedy moment where my I just went to wipe it off my face and that was it. Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you get like an it's like you know what? It's never been that effective ever before. <laughs> right when you don't want it to be effective. Oh, it's damn effective then, isn't it? Yeah, Great. Yeah, I, that reminds me of that scene from American Pie, one of the American Pie movies. Yeah. Yeah, hospital. Um, I'm trying to explain to them how, how I've done it. And I had to go back to work on the Monday because I couldn't go into work. And um, they saw the big, like, scar, not scar, but the scab on my face. And they're like, damn, what happened? I was like, oh, yeah, I fell down the stairs. Uh, my wife beat me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got in a brawl, and yeah, yeah. I saved this guy then, from a mug. And then my boss noticed the, the same kind of shape on my hand, and he said, you, you glued your hand to your face, didn't you? I was like, yeah, <laughs> don't <laughs> judge me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny shit. So let's talk a little bit about your video production, because I yeah. know you're you're trying to make a go of that. Let's, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys kind of like to do that kind of stuff, and, and you obviously have an eye for it. What... Uh, Thanks. Is that something you've always kind of been interested in, or did, did that just... It started in, um, well, the June or July, I guess, really. Um, before that, I never really considered it, never really thought about it. Uh, my dad was a professional photographer for years. He, he, for years, tried to get me into it, but I wasn't interested, not one bit. Um, mm. And it wasn't until sort of helicopters I could kind of see, oh, actually, this could be quite cool, you know, filming helicopters, you know, two, you know, well, a hobby I love. And I used to love watching the RC Heli Resource videos. And in fact, I watched the 2009 Las Vegas Funfly video. And that, you know, that was incredible. And I was just like, I want to do this yeah. kind of stuff. I really want to be doing this, you know. And uh, it kind of, uh, the RCHA video, it really came out a lot better than I thought it would. Um, you know, thanks to all the people that sort of uh, helped out with that. That was an excellent video. So it was fancy. It was very fancy. <laughs> Anti-pants. I mean, Callum, Callum really helped out on that one. He did the... Uh, the sun, sunrise hovering and some awesome flying at like four in the morning. That was funny. That was funny as hell. I've seen a few of the kind of behind the scene videos, you mm -hmm. know, where I guess maybe the unedited portions of, yeah. of those videos. There, there's some pretty funny stuff happening. In that, yeah, stuff. that was a good, that was a good weekend. So you got some plans to uh, do any other videos? You got any like stock you got hiding in the wings you're going to start cutting up or what? Um, no, I mean, generally I make a video and I kind of just shove it all on the a network drive and leave it there and kind of 
don't really want to make another video with the stuff I've done. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. But I've got um, Western Park next year coming up. Um, so be... I'm going to be booked for that, I believe. Uh, Craig Simmons uh, is going to book me for that. And then, of course, the RCHA flying next year, which is, uh, I believe, is going to be a five-day event this time rather than just sort of two or three. Yeah. So cool. that's coming up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just it's going to be badass. Yeah, yeah, much better this year because um, I don't know if you heard, but uh, basically the guys on RC Heli Addicts, they all clubbed together and they actually bought me a digital SLR camera. I was going to talk about that next. We yeah. actually have talked about it on the show a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. What a the, I saw the video and uh, <clears throat> what a great gesture that those guys. Oh, it's incredible. Did. You know, I mean, yeah, that's really, that's pretty nice. Really, it really choked me up on the day as well, you know, because you just don't expect that kind of thing. No. And these guys travelled hundreds of some of them have travelled hundreds of miles to come down to the field, where uh, it's just around the corner from me, yeah. to do uh, like a presentation. You know, and it was, yeah, that's cool. I kind of knew something was up because these guys were coming from all over the place. I'm thinking, why the hell are they coming down here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, I didn't want to think on it too much, so I just, you know, took it for what it was. And yeah, they presented me with a camera and lenses and batteries and everything. And, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. It's an incredible camera. It's amazing. So really looking forward to doing some more stuff for that. Yeah, great bunch well, of guys. The one, the one video you made was really nice, you know. And, you know, obviously making videos like this, a, a big part of it is, you know, nailing down the shot you want, you know, and the angle yeah. and stuff. But uh, there's there's a lot of post-production that has to go into uh, incredible this amount, kind yeah. of stuff too, you know. Mm -hmm. So. How much editing time did it take you to put that first video out? About, I'd say, 35 to 40 hours. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. because you got to go through, you, you take a shot. I mean, I, I had an idea what I wanted before I went. I, I just, I don't write it out. I don't storyboard it. I just, it's all in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I have, I had the tune. I had the song beforehand. So I'd used to go, I used to go to the gym and I'd sit there, like, totally zoned out. People thought, what a freak, you know, he's just, he's not <laughs> even working out. He's sat on a bench, like, listening to music. And I was just, in, you know, visioning these shots in my head. With the sun, the sunrise, I had that in my head. I wanted to get that. Yeah, that's one. Um, yeah, and and you just go through each video once you've got it, and just decide which shots you want. And I kind of mark them down, and put them in a different folder, and then you know you put it all together and just kind of wing and a prayer it. Sometimes you know you, you just gotta pick out the good uh, the good bits of video. Oh sure. Well, I know like in a I guess not really a past life, but a long time ago I used to be really into like sound design and audio engineering and stuff. And, mm, cool. And I know Dan can relate to this. You can too. How sometimes it's it's kind of easy to get yourself lost in these clips yeah. and this huge timeline, and you start mm -hmm. second guessing: Do I want this here? Do I want this there? Should I make this, yeah. you know, this many samples longer? Should I just leave mm -hmm. it? And at one point, at some point, you just got to say, you know what? We're gonna leave it right here. Uh, I, you know, and just don't second guess your creativity and just let it flow. And um, yeah, that's when you get really good. I think that's oh, when I mean you start to see really good content. You know. Yeah, the problem, you can just keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it, a project to me is never finished. It's, you know, you get it to a point where, you know, you, you just have to say, no, I say it's done. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think for people that are, that are into this kind of stuff, when they're creative, in their mind, and like for me, I was always in my mind, well, I guess that's good enough for now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but usually yeah, somebody that yeah. he hears what I, like I was in, it was an audio for me. So if somebody hears what I've done or like in your case, sees what you've done or like Dan with doing the show and stuff. Usually, from a creator's perspective, we're like, ah, fine, that's that's, that's all right. But then somebody just coming in cold and listening to it or watching mm -hmm. it, they're like, oh, that was awesome, you know. And you got to take that feedback, otherwise, it's easy to get yourself into thinking, well, I'm not just not good enough, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. I do that shit every week. Don't I <laughs> Dude, every week, this guy, uh, Dan, I'll, Dan will send me uh, proof of the show, and he's like, all right, well, I guess it's okay. Just take a listen, and I'll get like halfway through. I'm like, dude, this is really good. And then I get done. He's like. Dude, your kung fu is strong. You did a good job. He's like, well, okay. <laughs> and then he finally posts it, and then after the show is published, he'll go back into his podcatcher or something and get it, right, and listen to it. He goes, yeah, that wasn't so bad after all. I'm like, I told you. I told you dude. <laughs> well, and that's it kind of goes along that same line like you were talking about. You know, you get lost in the – you know, because when you're editing, like, your video, you know, I'm sure you got sick of watching it, right? Just much like I get sick of listening to what we are talking about. Mm. But yeah. you just you get so wrapped up in in each little part of it that yeah. yeah you don't really know what you've got 
You're not really seeing just... the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it's it... hard to see the big picture sometimes because you, like you say, you, I, I was on that first video. I was focused so much on that beginning, just the beginning um, after the credits. That took me probably about ten hours just for that yeah. one minute. And the rest of it kind of flowed okay after that. And then I got to the end, and it was the same thing. I was kind of like, no, that doesn't, that's not good enough. You know, I guess because the beginning and the end, you, you want to really make the impact. You know, I guess it's yeah. the same with your shows, down as well. You know, you want to keep it fun, keep it fresh. You know. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the thing. And I got to tell you that that was the with your video that intro, the way you had it synced up with the music and and the flashing of the it was it was an impact. You yeah, know, you yeah. watch it and it's like you're listening, you're, you're looking at it and you're like, wow, I want to I want to see what happens next. Yeah, because yep, I leave my eyes on this video and watch the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you're like it's you can feel it building up. It's something's to happen. Something's about to happen. Something cool is about to happen. And, and it was man, it really was good. And then one of my favorite little and it's just a small segment of the video. I think I know which is, bit you're going to say. Carry on. Uh, yeah, the, the scratch, the record scratch. Yeah, that, they did. Well, that was my yeah. wife's idea. Was it? And then yeah, the full-size helicopter? Yeah, I can't take credit for that because um, my wife was sat with me and we had the scratch bit and I had the uh, the air ambulance landing and she said, wouldn't it be cool if you could just kind of make it go up and down to the scratch? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I can do that. you know. So I can't take credit for that. But yeah, that was my wife's Nicola's idea. So she'll be chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just – and it's little things like that that yeah. really grab, yeah. grab people's attention. And I got to be honest, probably the first time I watched it – I may have noticed it, but it didn't make that big of an impression initially. But then, as yeah. I, you know, generally when you first watch something, it's like you just want to get, you kind of get a gist of what's happening as a whole. And then, as I, well, for me anyway, and then I listen to it or watch it to, again and I start paying attention to the nuances, and it really jumped out at me. Yeah. So well, was, and, and you know, Dan, I got to say that folks like yourself um, that are doing this kind of thing, like Marcus Gellhard doing the uh, that Mikado video that he did, that, or Joanne and the Alpha Haley yeah, Smackdown cool. one. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I I really enjoy the idea that people are starting to spend the time to do that because it's for as long as I can remember in this hobby, it was always just, okay, let's start the camera. Okay, we're staring at this helicopter doing some tricks. Now he lands. <laughs> now it's over. And that's it, you know, yeah. and it's just all yeah. blur. But to actually watch something that has some sort of production value, I think, is cool. Yeah, and that's, and that's people fair. taking that time away from the hobby to do that part of it, you know, and mm. so mm. that's cool, man. You know, also, too, on that note, frankly, for me, watching a video in real time, just beginning to end of just a flight, for me, it's just the helicopter doing its thing. Mm. It's really boring. That's for point. boring, for sure. Yeah, even stuff like Tarek, you know, I mean, I, I when I first watched these videos, I, I was like, what the hell? You can't do that with a helicopter, you know. That's yeah. Just, but after a while, it kind of you get numb to it. Yeah. Just watching one flight, you know, just you know. But I wanted to make it a little bit, uh, a little bit more interesting and a bit sort of uh, funky. One thing I like that you guys do, and you you did in this video, is when they take a helicopter that's doing a trick, and I'm I'm assuming you slow the frames down. Because, oh yeah. And you, yeah. And you can kind of see everything working, and it mm -hmm. just really. I mean, helicopters, really? when they're in slow motion, they're just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. quite it's a piece of machinery. Fire, you know, yeah. when you just watch them and how stable and graceful they look, you know, it's incredible. Obviously, full speed, they're flipping going all over the place, but you slow them down. I know RC Heli Resource have got some incredible uh, cameras that can really, really show every wobble and shake, and they're just amazing to watch, you know. Yeah. They really are. What kind of frame rate you're running when you're doing that kind of stuff? Do you do like a 60 um, frame? Or a... Yeah, 60 frames, and then you just... Uh, 60 frames is the best, really, for slowing it down. Just you yeah, can, yeah. Well, I guess unless you can afford to do faster, you know, if you're gonna do yeah, unfortunately, you know, slow mo, you know, but yeah, that gets, <laughs> yeah. That gets expensive cameras, you know. Oh, well, that's the thing. I thought helicopters were expensive, and then I sort <laughs> of got into cameras, and it just blows your mind. Yeah, yeah. sixteen thousand dollars for a camera, you know. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna use that as an excuse next time my wife says, "Why are you spending yeah. so much?" Helicopters. Well, because I don't want to get into video production. Yeah, so be grateful. <laughs> grateful. I'm not into video. <laughs> so, what kind of software? What kind of software are you using to do these? Uh, to do the editing on your? Um, on your I videos? use. Well, I started using After Effects a lot more because I want to bring in more special effects. Not too special. Not to take away. I want them to be subtle, so they're not overly done. Um, I want them to complement the video. Mm -hmm. um, mainly uh, After Effects and also Sony Vegas, just to put the actual video together. You know, mm -hmm. so it's really it's really easy tool to use. Yeah, I tried my hand at video editing and I lasted for about thirty seconds. I've got a <laughs> program called uh, 
Power was it uh, Cyber Director Eight? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, and uh, I just don't, I just don't, I don't get it. And that's the thing. I mean, I tried trials of pretty much everything out on the market, and there's it's like anything, you know. You you just try something until you get on with something. There's there's no right or wrong package. It's it's how how yeah. you get on. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel when you? I mean, I remember when I first. I'm a. I, I like to dabble in that kind of stuff, and back when I was doing my. I was actually working with some guys in town, and I was kind of the audio engineer for this this band or whatever. And we, I helped them produce this album, and I did all the mixing and stuff in the background with some software. But we started to talk about the idea of maybe trying to put together like a video or a commercial or something. So I, I got myself a, a copy of Adobe Premiere and some mm. other stuff. And I tell you what, Premiere is a really powerful piece of software, but I had a, I, the learning curve was so steep for me. Yeah. You know, I spent so much time yeah. trying to learn how to use the interface rather than to just get on with actually doing it. Yeah. That uh, I found that if I moved, uh, I moved to something that was a little bit, I guess, slimmer, if you will. But yeah. the interface was easier for me to interact with. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's yeah. why I chose Vegas because it's, it, you know, After Effects is great for the really complex special effects and titles and stuff. But yeah. Sony Vegas is just a great editing tool. It's like yeah. streamlined. It's quick. It's easy. You know, it's awesome. So you mentioned you've got a few events you're going to be videoing this next year. Yeah, I've got the... two, two for definite. So hopefully there'll be more. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of weddings and stuff to do as well. So I've got some stuff like that to do. Well. So you're, you're doing a full-fledged uh, production company there then, huh? That's, that's the idea. I don't really want to pigeonhole myself um, uh, into one kind of um, area. You know, I just want to do I'm, I'm going to try and get to some RC car events next year, do some videos for that. Um, you know, everything, everything and anything. Don't don't go gluing your your hand to your face anymore. That's that's not healthy. <laughs> I'll do my best, but I can't make any promises. <laughs> uh, really hey man, I've seen some videos of guys that can fly their helis with one hand on the transmitter. So if that happens, just hope it's your left hand if you're right-handed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Craziness there. So anyway, Dan, it's sure been nice having you on, man. I really yeah, appreciate thanks you. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Keep in touch. Let us know when you get to get some videos out. We'll, we'll post a link up to your YouTube page so people can take a look and check out some of my mountain bike videos as well. Basically, me landing on my face a lot, which is quite funny to watch. Yeah. Sure. Now check yeah, that absolutely. out. This is Colin Bell, and you're listening to RC Heli Nation. Yeah, so that was Dan. Yeah, Dan Taylor, man. Uh, awesome interview, funny guy. Uh, you guys should definitely check out his videos. And I would suspect that this next year you're going to see some amazing stuff from this guy. About yeah. The, what, yeah, probably yeah. more. I like videos like that, though, man, because... And I've said it before, you know, watching regular random, you know, just just plain vanilla helicopter movies is fun. You know, it's cool. But these kind of videos are, I think, they're a lot more enjoyable. So when people spend the time to sit down in front of a video editor software and, you know, put some thought into it. I see yeah. a lot of people are doing more of that. And, and, you know, these days, you know, right out of the box, you're, everybody's laptops have like Windows Movie Maker or other types of things that you can use to play around with that kind of thing or whatever. So, pretty into yeah, they this. just they just make it fun to watch. Yeah, you know, like I, I would be much more into a, like a Tariq video if they just slowed it down. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you could still see it's doing those crazy erratic moves, but you know, slowed it down enough to where you could see the blades and just man, that would really be awesome. I'm sure someone's done it. I, I don't know if I've seen any, but yeah, that would be cool. Do like a thousand frames a second on a pyro flip or something. That would be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Have you joined the rest of us, Rob, yet and got an MCPX? I have not done that yet. Man, I haven't talked to you in a week and you just unload all these incredible lies on me, making <laughs> me think you have got one and then you deflate me like that, you son yeah, of a bitch. Nope. Yeah, one of these days I'll get one. I don't know. Every time no, I decide I want to save up money to do it, something else happens, like crashing the freaking 450 or whatever, you know. So I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of the little helicopters, but I am having a blast with this. I got, uh, you know, I mentioned last show, I got some uh, some new uh, KBDD blades, main blades and tail blades. Yeah. Green canopy. I got to tell you, that thing looks sweet. That's cool. Um, I got one of those Progressive RC six-time Six parallel chargers times six, whatever. Yeah, yeah. that that little thing's pretty cool. I got one speeds up the, speeds up the charging quite a bit, and um, man, I'm having I'm just having a really good time with that. 
earlier today. I my cats are coming down from their perch. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. They're finally settling down. <laughs> nice. So today I actually, I actually, I, I shut off Lost at about 11 o'clock thinking I'm going to go fly. Yeah. So I go out to my trailer and I get this thing all ready to go and I charge up a battery and I fly one pack right outside my trailer. And I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of fun, but I have to find out if they make it back to the island. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I did get to fly it. And um, I, I like those those green blades, man. They're, I'm, I think that if you get hit with them, they're going to hurt quite a bit more than the stock blades. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been hit with MCPX, but no. it does have a tendency to sting a little bit. <laughs> I bet. No, um, having a good time. Oh, I did pick up a uh, uh, another micro heli, uh, Wakera. I don't even know. It's, it's like a 250 size. Oh, sure. Like a, oh, what would it be? Like a Wakera 52? Something like that, yeah. It's just this little red thing, right? It's got little red blades and it's uh, shaft driven. Is it shaft driven? Yeah, shaft driven, right? Okay, like the 4G3, maybe. Yeah. Ah, cool. It's got these little, little teeny bevel gears and shit. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, so how'd you uh, bought it? A, well, a guy at the club uh, had it, and he was wanting to sell it. Yeah. And uh, Fred, the guy who I talk about, the only other helicopter guy in my club. Yeah. Well, he, that... uh, yeah, so he he was like, hey. I'm like, uh, well, actually, I was talking to him on the phone yesterday, and I'm like, you know what? I think I want that helicopter, because I actually was going to try to sell it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him I wanted it, so he gave me a really good deal on it. So I decided to pick it up. Haven't flown it yet. They're fun, man. Walk yeah. Little walker helis are fun. That's collective pitch, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. fly bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Walker is the one. Uh, walker kind of paved the way for the whole sub-micro thing, you know? They were the first ones to do it. He he doesn't like it. He, th he tells me it's uh, too fragile. I've, I've, I, well, I don't know. My 4.3 was actually pretty durable, but I crashed it pretty hard a bunch of times. And so after a while, it just, everything was real loose all the time, you know. And, and this one is, I think the, um, those little bevel gears and all those other small pieces like that, they're, they don't fare that well in a crash at all. Don't crash it. Don't crash it. So I also, check this out, man. The other day, I got a call from a guy in our club that flies planes and he's like, Hey man, I just got a Phoenix simulator, but I can't get the helicopter. He wants to learn how to fly helicopters. Yeah. Can't get the, uh, can't get the helicopter to fly. Can you come over and help me get it going? I'm like, Oh sure. Yeah. Show up at his, show up at his house and he's running it like on a computer that was built 12 years ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like and, nine, um, nine frames a second or something crazy. Yeah. And, and trying to fly it with a, uh, DX five. Oh Yeah. So there's a few switches mission, you know, but I figured to get him started, it's no biggie. And yeah, uh, yeah. so I got him started with that and, uh, you know, doing some hovering stuff, stuff like that. So I'm trying to cool. increase the helicopter awareness in the in the valley, one person at a time. Do it. Yes, you got to do your part. As we get into these electric helicopters and the, the power to weight ratio is just getting asinine, just ungodly powerful helicopters do you think that uh do you think that collective management is kind of a a skill of the past i don't know if we're all the way there yet but it's a lot less necessary these days i think than it used to be um you know when i first got into this hobby electric large electric flight there wasn't a lot of that happening yet um most most anything above a 30 size was uh, nitro, save for I think the uh, T-Rex 600 or something like that, right? But even then, mm -hmm. you know, battery power it wasn't anywhere near what it's like today. So um, you couldn't draw from those batteries nearly as quickly as you could today, you know. And um, the motors and speed controller technology, you know, hadn't matured as much. And so yeah, it was really easy to overload a head on an electric helicopter and. and it would take a while to get that head speed back up, you know, more than a nitro engine even in some cases. But um, so, yeah, in the past, collective management was super important. It was 
almost the thing you had to know how to do if you wanted to get into, you know, a real aerobatic type flight, you know, because you know how it is, man. You see these, you hear the blades, the main blades barking all the time these days when you, um, when you watch these video clips everybody puts out, you know, um, but back then you couldn't do those maneuvers that way, uh, unless you were really, you know, Johnny on the spot on that, you know, that collective stick. But, you know, I think today, I mean, helicopters are pulling such high amps at such, I mean, so much higher voltage than we had in the past. And the batteries are so much better that the more you load the head up, just the more your equipment's just going to pull and draw. You know, you, you can still get some bog out of it, you know, but it's I, I think it's so much less necessary than it was before. Is that a good thing? Yeah, actually, I think it's kind of a good thing because, you know, like I think collective management versus like the whole growth in the electric helicopter world is the same kind of conversation as not having that analog feel of a fly bar and the uh, tendency, you know, fly bar tendencies that you have to manually fly through on your transmitter versus fly barless that kind of fly by wire that kind of does it for you right it's analogous to the same kind of conversation you know with batteries and collective management i think my i guess my opinion is that i like that i don't have to spend as much time dealing with collective management i can spend more time dealing with putting the helicopter where i want in three dimensions each every time you know what i mean uh, so I can practice more on the maneuver itself. Um, I think, yeah, it, it's a lot easier to start using it as a way to cheat, I guess, if you want to call it cheating, you know. Um, so you can get real amateurs out there that are just stick-banging the helicopter all over the place without actually intending on controlling a trick through, like, two or three tricks in a row or something like that, you know what I mean? And they're right. just using the raw power to push through all of that stuff. And there's that's different than... Being able to practice and get good at a trick without having to worry about the collective management part of it. So I think it's an advantage in some way. You know, I kind of have a mixed feeling on it because it, um, I just, there's this, I had this high school teacher who was a FAA, um, I don't know what they call him, but the, the guy who does the tests, right? Oh, okay. Check, right, yeah. tests, whatever. And when I was in high school, uh, me and a buddy were looking at doing, uh, getting our pilot's license. Right. And um, I remember we took a few rides with him in his little Cessna, and he was telling us, and this is old school thought, he was telling us, learn how to fly on an underpowered tail dragger, because then you learn how to fly. Right, right. That um, makes sense, yeah. So, so that, um, I just wonder if we would see... Some of the things that we're seeing with so many, what you know, you see so many videos of people that have fly so well. I just can't help but wonder if we were still in the Nitro 30, 60 class, if you would see and still able to video like we can today and, and share it like we can today, if you would see such amazing flying from so many people. No, I don't think you would. Nope, I don't think so either. And it doesn't really but... matter one way or the other, but. You know, I think it's just kind of a lot. It's it's going to be one of those lost arts. You know, I remember Colin Bell telling us he, you know, he he's under the impression that everybody should learn to compete on a sixty size nitro. Do you remember when he told us that? Because yeah. that would oh, se- yeah. that would that would that. separate the men from the boys, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the people that could really fly an RC helicopter. Yeah, yeah. At that level, and of course, you know, at my level and uh, your level, even that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, because I'm still working on the I'm just past the 45 degree hover now. Nice, 46 degrees, right? Uh, 40, pushing 47, man. <laughs> I'm getting funny. there, dude. So well, and you know, and I I know what you're talking about too. And I like with my X5. I mean, anybody that's owned an X5 will say the same thing. The thing is a freaking rocket. You know, it's the power to rate ratio is just phenomenally good. You know, on this helicopter and. So it's got all this extra power, it seems like, but I still find myself intentionally trying to work, you know, intentionally trying to manage the collective. Um, because, I mean, when you're 
and I know a lot of people can relate to this. When you're flying the helicopter, you can actually feel when you're when you're flying. At least for me, when I'm flying, it's almost as if I can feel how much power I'm leaving in a stop or a start versus how much I'm sapping away from it, like like uh, parasitic power just going away. You know what I mean? Without actually being used for anything. Um, if I push too hard or I you know, give too much collective, it, you could feel it. It feels kind of the stops feel a little mushy and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so I still pay attention to the collective management and stuff like that. But by all rights, if somebody's standing there watching, they most likely wouldn't notice the difference. You know what I mean? But I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? And this is just something I'm thinking. Is it more dangerous? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, I think, think, think that, about it. Think about it this way: You got a guy like me who when I, I don't know if you remember the first thing I told you because I think I called you from the field the day I made my X5. Yes. And I think the first thing I told you was, "I think I'm afraid of this helicopter." Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yep. Yep. Well, see, the thing is, is so you got a guy like me who just gets his hands on something like this that's so powerful, and it's human nature to try to bail out of something. Yeah. Yeah. But could that be dangerous? You know, could could that could you end up bringing the helicopter to your right into the flight line or straight into you or, you know, above and behind you type deal? Yeah, you know, probably, you know, but I, I guess it's the same as anything else. Everybody's got to start somewhere. And if, you know, if you've got, you know, you get some newbie out there that buys one of these helicopters that's just uber powerful and decides they want to try and stick bang all over the place odds are what's going to happen is they're going to crash their wallet's going to bite them in the ass and they're not going to do that next time you know what i mean yeah uh, but um i don't know yeah and i don't i don't want to make it sound like i'm against it it's just you know you kind of have a tendency to look back on it with rose colored glasses sometimes you know yeah when when you can sense a change and obviously the change is going towards these extremely high powered machines and uh you know, sometimes you just kind of want everything to slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. So it is the new year, Rob. That it is. You, you were aware, right? You didn't sleep through it, did you? No, no, apparently it's the end of the world in December this year. Whatever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> did you make any helly New Year resolutions? Um. Yeah, I made one, and that was to not crash for the whole year, but I only made it like eight hours into the year and crashed. Yeah, that's no good, man. Nope. You broke that one fast. <laughs> Heck yeah. And I didn't make any other ones. So By this time next year, I want to be able to do nice, smooth, inverted circuits. Oh, yeah. Sure. And make them look nice, you know. Because right now, any inverted flying I do is unintentional. Oh, no. sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't mean that. No, I mean, I, when I do inverted stuff, it's always way up high, and it's always... Like a straight extreme, line or something. Yeah, it's yeah. extreme yeah. comfort. You know, if it's it's like I don't I don't really try to do much inverted stuff, but I do practice it a little bit up high. Yeah. And I just I would like to see. I think that would be a great milestone for me to uh, to be able to feel comfortable doing a nice nice controlled figure eights inverted, and also to uh, I want to do be able to do and have it on video for pinion. I want to be able to do a crop circle. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, touch touch it down. Yeah, that's, I did that one time with my Gowie 200 in the gym, and it survived it. But that was that was pretty fun. I thought I saw a picture of you damn near close to a crop circle with uh, your with, was it your 550? Was your it out, it was that a fun fly? Yeah, no, that was my Gowie 200, and oh. it was uh, uh, it was about a half inch off the ground. Yeah, and I had a guy laying on the on the ground off to the side of me taking a picture or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I figure what I'll do is I'll just find a field with, like, some six-foot-tall weeds in it. There you go. And I'll just that down over the top of them. Yeah, just cut off the tops, and that'll be my crop circle. <laughs> nice. You get, What you got to do is you got to do it in the snow. That There you go. That takes some balls, do that shit in the snow. I did that last year, and uh actually it's it's on my youtube channel there's a a video that i'm doing it i mean you can't it's the same one where i came in for the long landing and i i landed like an airplane and it skidded Mm -hmm. for like 80 feet or 60 80 feet down the ice or whatever um but anyway yeah go over there if you 
after I was done, I went over there and looked, and there's these big, you know, three foot diameter rings in the snow. You know, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I watched a video of uh, Jason. I watched a video from of Jason from HeliPros. Uh, they have it on their HeliPros site where they had a snow drift where they, well, it wasn't really a drift, just where they plow all the snow up into one corner. Oh yeah, you know, on their drive. And he was bringing the helicopter in inverted and and cutting a little bit at a time, cutting a flat surface into huh. the crown of that nice of that snowdrift. Stuff like that's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that, but you know, you can always hope. Yeah. You know, I think one thing come to think of it that I want to try and work on this year is doing the tricks that I know how to do now the other direction like funnels you know i can do funnels uh counterclockwise funnels all day long right but when i do a clockwise funnel i start to fall out of it like about three-fourths of the way around it just i don't know what happens i just fall out of it or whatever and um like backwards flight i can fly backwards and i can do the circuits in both directions or and stuff like that but i can't do inverted backwards you know and then you know like pyro flips i always do them where i i'm uh, the, my I'm pyroing clockwise, so my rudder stick I'm pushing over to the left or whatever, and and then I can stir the stick and, and I can do a pyro pyro continuous pyro flips that way, but I can't do them the other way for so. And it's common. A lot of people run into that kind of thing. Like if you practice flying nose mm-hmm. to the left all the time, you know when you go to nose right, so you, you almost have to like relearn it because it's all back. It feels backwards or whatever. But so. I still struggle a little bit with uh, turning into myself on the right hand side. Yeah. No matter no matter what I'm doing, but I, I can still do it. But I always try to when I'm learning something new, I always try to do it both ways. Of course, everybody always says that. It's just uh, it's still tough. I mean, it's it's just the the wiring is just it's weird because it's the same thing. It's just the opposite. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that uh, fusion coming along, man? It's coming along pretty well. I just gotta throw the tail together. We I got the black uh, torque tubulation. Uh, what the other just the other day uh, got a pretty sweet canopy in the mail dan you yeah. i remember i talked to you and you said you were thinking well maybe i'll we'll wait on the canopy but uh, i see you picked out a pretty nice one yeah yeah that that is a nice canopy. yeah yeah i'm looking forward to giving that a shot i don't know what's going on with the beast x uh controller the, the arbx um controller i guess they're having some issues with the deliveries but uh i think what we're going to do is probably just end up sending out a a receiver and just get it going so i can it was supposed to be a really harsh winter and it was really cold for a while but it's man it's really starting to kind of be nice out like uh of course i just jinxed the shit out of myself i'm sure of it but i mean it's <laughs> you know it's like up into the mid 30s like tomorrow it's supposed to be 42 degrees and that's just unheard of this time of year for us no oh, yeah you can't beat that so yeah i'm gonna be wanting to put some flight time in on that uh fusion i've heard that i own <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's just about done and then I think what I'll do is I'll I'll fly it again and then uh crash it and put it in a box and send it to you. So put it in a target bag. Be sure to stomp on it a few more times this time if you would, please. Sure. My my parents got a trash compactor, I'll just put it in there. Make a nice little cube for you. Here you go. That would be fantastic. I would love that. You should have you should have you should have just did that and sent it to me for Christmas. <laughs> You're right. Stocking stuffer. Weighs five pounds. My bad. <laughs> so we got an exciting guest coming up next week, dude. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Very Bobby Voltage. Very electric. Bobby Voltage. <laughs> Bobby Watts joined us. So you guys... Uh, 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> you guys are going to enjoy this one. We're going to play that next week, uh, episode 17. But uh, be sure to check that out because the guy really... He's fun to joke around with. He takes. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, he's a real laid-back guy, too. But he's not afraid to say what he thinks. Yeah. Especially when, it, especially when it comes to topics like, uh, you know, copying other people's designs and shit like that. So, guys, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at uh, dankreed at msn.com or dankreed at any of the forums or dan at rchelionation.com. Rob, what would I do if I wanted to get in touch with you? Well, you could whittle a deer antler into your message and then bury it and compress it and then redig it up like a fossil and have an archaeologist uh, take a, a, a scratching of it for you and then mail it to me. Um, 
Or it might be easier just to email me, rob at rchellynation.com. Um, you can catch me on our Facebook wall. I post in there all the time. I usually have that open. I'm, I'm in there all the time or whatever. Um, you can contact me through my uh, uh, my blog, The Front Porch. You can link to that right off our website. and um, Shoot me a line. Awesome. So also, two guys, the Facebook page. We're up to like 651 likes. It's awesome. Yeah. We mentioned a few shows back that we're going to have, and we haven't decided what number of likes it's going to be. But we are going to have a tremendous, tremendous giveaway. Yes, we are. Think big, guys. I mean, amazing. So keep an eye out for that. And as, as always, remember the newsletter. Go sign up for it. And I just kind of want to give a big thanks to RC Aerodyne again. Uh, congratulations to Mike for winning the, the 450 Super Pro Combo. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool yeah. beans. He, he got in touch with me the other day, and he was absolutely stoked that he won it. Yeah, and, good deal. Uh, that, that's awesome. It's it's a lot of fun doing these giveaways. We haven't got another one in the works, but I suspect it'll be soon. We'll have another one going. Uh, they're a lot of fun to do, and the participation is amazing. Look forward to that. Cool. As always, remember, guys, our webpage, www.rchelynation.com. You can also post on the listener's corner there on Freak. We check that often. So great ways to keep in touch with us. And as always, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And we will see you next time. Doberdan! <laughs> That's Bosnian. <laughs>